0: This episode is a sponsored partnership by Keen. So, you finally decided that you want to seek psychic advice, but now you're just sitting there and you're asking yourself, why Keen? Shouldn't I just look into psychics near me? It would probably be a lot easier.
1: Our response? Why would you? Keen connects you with talented tarot readers and astrologers. If you want to get a reading on Keen, it's super easy to start. They've been giving trustworthy reading since 1999, over 35 million
0: to be exact. All you have to do is create an account and you'll be able to choose from hundreds of readers who are online right now. These readers each have unique specialties designed to provide a deeper understanding of
1: your situation. Want to learn more about your love life? What's your financial future look like? Are you looking for a closure from a deceased loved one? Keen has a reader ready to provide clarity and insight. You can choose whichever reader best suits your needs, and you'll be able to connect via phone call or text.
0: Just go to trykeen.com potential. As a new customer on Keen, you can try your first 10 minutes for only $1.99, which is
1: up to $99 in savings. Once again, that's trykeen.com potential. Get your first 10 minutes for $1.99. And remember, know your potential.
0: Reviewing the latest in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more, this is Potential Picks. Hello, welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Taylor Sokol, and join my co host and fellow Targaryen. Uh, maybe, or it might be uh, Hightower, who knows, and co-host Chris Dewar. Today's episode, we're reviewing the American fantasy drama television series, House of the Dragon. This is an independent prequel to the main and heavily critically acclaimed Game of Thrones series, and it's the second show in the franchise created by George R.R. R. Martin and Ryan Condal for HBO. Um, this is actually based on parts of the novel Fire and Blood and the series is set about 200 years before the events of Game of Thrones, and as uh, <laughs> shown in a subtitle, 172 years before the birth of Daenerys Targaryen. Um, and this goes showing the hundred years, uh, you know, after the Seven, you know, Kingdoms. Before uh, this is, you know, talking about the Targaryen family and the legacy, and really the internal civil war that really kind of drove them apart to eventually what caused Game of Thrones. Uh, so. They're going to talk a lot about plot points here. So if you have not watched it, here is your spoiler warning.
1: Spoiler warning.
0: So if you have not watched House of the Dragon, you might want to stop listening to this and uh, go check this out. Um, Chris and I, I can speak for both of us. We were huge fans of Game of Thrones. And I think it was, it's not uh, too controversial, but universally the finale was very disappointed of what we really hoped to be. There was a lot of things that could have been better but overall the series was amazing. And when we found out that they're gonna be making other series and prequel series, we were pretty excited. And the fact that you have such uncharted, you have so much years of history that you can put on screen, a prequel to the Targaryen house was just prime uh, for a series. And we were very excited also to see more and more dragons because this is the height of their power of all the dragons. So we're pretty excited. Uh, Chris, what was your thoughts going into this series? knowing you and I both were huge game of thrones uh, fans.
1: Yeah, uh the, the expectation was very high, but with caution. Uh because it wasn't just it wasn't just the finale. I really thought the whole last season was pretty poor um of game of thrones. It was just rushed. I think the problem is we had six episodes. Uh yes, they were longer, but we also had a whole episode with the 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 battle against the night king that half of it you couldn't see and it just got so rushed and the finale was Such a boring letdown for what has been a huge show of, yes, political drama, but action and so much to it. And there was a lot of things that were set up in previous seasons that were kind of just forgotten. It was very shocking.
0: Yeah, exactly. There was, I mean, so
1: so much. We could go on for days about that. But I was like, you know what, though? It is going to be a new show. It's different showrunners. And if there is one family of all the different families in Westeros that would be most in, intriguing to see what they were like at their prime and their heyday, it would be the Targaryens because we really only have the two in Game of Thrones and one gets killed very early in the, the run of the show. So you really don't have like the last Targaryen uh, until we find out a big plot point, which again, spoilers, but with Jon Snow. So I was excited to see, like, yeah, what it was like with the Targaryens were in their prime and what ultimately led to their downfall. Because you would think if you're uh, a group of people that already are running the kingdom and you have dragons, how did you get to a point where you start fighting each other? Well, now we see. So, yeah, to start the show, I thought it was really smart for them just to, right off the bat, be like, okay, the old king... Is dead. King Jaheris the First. And now we have to appoint a new king. A big theme of this whole show, which is going to continue into the seasons, is that for most people in Westeros and the Targaryens, a woman should not sit on the throne. It should be a man. Sexist. We know. We get it. So Viserys has actually chosen even though it was kind of seen that maybe Raynus was going to be the one because she maybe had a little more, got so a little more, like maybe, you know, she, had, had, she,
0: she was more of a leader, if you will. More of
1: a leader, better fit. And Viserys does come off as kind of a, uh, I wouldn't say weaker. He's just, he's a nice guy. He's a warmer, kinder man, which isn't always what you want for a king. Uh, but he's chosen as a uh, king. And... Very early on, it's like, well, if you're a king, you need to have a male heir. And he doesn't have his daughter, Rhaenyra, who is one of our main characters. And there's a point where it's clearly it's like, okay, you're going to need to have a male heir, even though he eventually chooses to have Rhaenyra be his his actual heir. We had this whole first episode. I think it was a great way to set up, like, these are the characters. Here's what's going on. We have Matt Smith in here as Prince Damon, his brother. He, he does have this element of like scar and the lion King, but the thing is he doesn't want to see his brother die.
0: He's no, no ill will or malice to his, his father, but he definitely, he desires to to have power.
1: And I thought that was an interesting angle of like, yes, he maybe isn't, uh, he maybe isn't the most by the book kind of guy, you know, he's, he's very like does what he wants to do. He goes off into brothels all the time. He just kind of drinks away. He's very, uh, intense he was given to run the, the knights guard and he the people just like are devastated he's like oh they're rapists and, and torturers and all that stuff we're gonna like F them up and they do Um, and it's like to the point where Viserys has to be like you can't just go do that you can't just maim people and Damon's like well, why not brother like why can't I Um, but we do have King Viserys his wife is with child and during this big tournament which actually was really cool like the show like tournament going on while we're having childbirth showing truly what a battle is like and how women do have to go through that she gets to a point where it's not looking good and the meister's like we could do a thing where we cut it out to try to save the baby but you will lose your wife and he's so stuck in this moment of all the expectation of him that he does decide to go through with that and so they do try to get this this baby out and the baby doesn't make it so he loses both his wife and his son and i think in his grief and in this moment where it's just like what can you do he's like screw it we will have a female heir which is going to cause a lot of stir in the kingdom but renara is named his his heir and where the things get tricky is we do have kind of like her best friend alicent Who, kind of when the show started, I was like, are they a thing? Like, are they romantically involved? Because it kind of felt that way. Yeah. Which is fine. Like, I was like, oh, maybe that's like, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I was like, that kind of does pick up for when Viserys is like, I need to remarry, because it's expected of me to have, you know, a king cannot just be by himself. He ends up marrying Alicent. And we have Reese Fonz in here as Otto, who we love this actor. He's oh my so gosh, good. He,
0: he plays such a great hand of the king. It's very, uh, he, he's very cold and calculating. And again, another character who can, you know, have these very intense moments without even lifting, without any action to him. And there's a lot of his moments you're just
1: sitting and just speaking plainly. And being smart about like, well, the king's going to need a wife and you're a young hot commodity. So he's like, go in there and spend time with the king. And so he keeps, he kind of is pushing his daughter off to try to win some favor. And he does uh, marry Allison. So then now Renera has to deal with her best friend is now not only her stepmother, if you will, she's also queen. And so that was a very interesting thing of like, okay, now would that surpass if they have of. A, a, you know, a child that is a male, would that surpass her claim to the throne? Because Renera was named his heir. The other big family that we have going on in this show, the Valerians. And (laughs) this was kind of interesting too, because it was like, we have this whole, we have this whole plot with like the crab dude. And like, there's like all this, like, you know, rallying threat out on the ocean and uh, you know our main character from Valerian. He's 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 called the Sea Snake is like his term, and he's like so he comes very much uh, in favor of the king, but he's almost like the king of the sea. He's like almost like his own kind of uh, you know realm,
0: kind of like the Greyjoys were with their little the Iron Island. Yeah, kind of yeah, married.
1: I would say exactly. Um, but yeah, we have Steve Toussaint here plays Lord Corlys, uh, who looks he just looks badass. I mean him with those those dreads, oh, like yeah. the blonde dreads. I thought that was cool, too, of like this show was the first show in the Game of Thrones realm, if you will, to have these big time jumps. Because, again, kind of like we talked about with the Rings of Power, I believe right now House of the Dragon is listed to be a four season show. That's like the plan. So if they're covering 100 years span, they have a lot to cover. So I think it was kind of interesting. It's like, oh, we had an episode and then it's like, oh, now it's two years later which will probably,
0: I'm thinking they probably will span at least till the birth of potentially Daenerys. Yeah, I would
1: imagine so.
0: Because that's like right until the Mad King. I'm feeling like that'll, which, or just before that, because that's about 172 years. So I do like the fact that, okay, they've got to, like you said, they have to cover this time. The issue I had with that is they're not, they didn't like kind of say that this is how many years went by. I have to like re-figure out who everyone is. Oh, You know, the only reason I knew is because I stayed for the after credits and who has time for that? But I did. Um, So I'm like, okay, oh, you're Alicent. Oh, you're, so that was okay. But I will tell you doing the different, you know, time jumps, they had to obviously add new actors and actresses to play these. I thought a lot of the casting was very well done between, because you get used to certain characters and like, oh, so I thought definitely the casting between the young Allison and young Renera. Very well done, both between the young actors and the adult actresses. That was, I think, one of my favorite parts of that. Very well casted.
1: Yeah, that that was it was smart casting, and yeah, it's like they each get five episodes. It was like five episodes, and now we're switching cast to the new cast who are older. Um, So you kind of be like, oh, that's Allison now, that's Renera. But yeah, we we we'd have these moments where it was like, oh, they've been there for two, three years, and you have to go with it. So like again, there's been this war, uh, like in the ocean area. And Damon has gone off to fight against this Crab King dude, and he's been there for like three years. And so you like, it was by I think by the third episode we see that like war has devastated, um, and Viserys has stopped sending people. And eventually, in a moment of like, we should go fight for him. uh, And you know Lord Corlys always trying to like, beg for it essentially. Uh, We're going to send troops. We have this. It was such a cool scene of like. Damon, Damon going like superhero mode for a second. He like just takes his sword and goes off on his own. And he just, there's all these people shooting arrows, and like not one hits him. And he's just going through and like, he's like jumping from like rock to rock. And it was like epic. And then he just takes out a bunch of dudes. And then he goes in the cave and he kills the crab feeder dude just like that. It was like, He's like, all right, I'm gonna go do my shit and Which think, this war. Which I I was
0: hoping more for a fight, but I was like, well, you gotta kind of. They really position Damon the Rogue Prince to be the pretty bat, big badass. Like it's like you don't want to mess with him.
1: Which I mean, there's part of that. Like uh, one of the, my favorite scenes early in the show was there's a point where he takes a dragon egg that he's not supposed to, and Otto and them go to Dragonstone, and there's a huge bridge, and Damon's huge dragon comes over and is like behind him on the rocks and he's like he just he's kind of goofy and laughing it off like because again this is all play for him. Then Ranera shows up and she's like, Really? Really <laughs> gonna do that? And he just like, he's like, All right, fine. And he gives the egg up. So we do see this, but you see how Otto kind of feels like they're they're literally him over. Damon's like, all right, and just gone and killed a bunch of them. Um And Damon, Matt Smith really is the star of the show, or at least he's one of the fan favorites, uh, because he does play this kind of seedy character that still has honor, I guess, in some ways. He does have a love for his family. But we do get into this weird incest kind of thing going on, because he has this, like, attraction to Ranera from a young age. Uh, We find out he's married earlier in the show to a girl that actually, when they finally showed her, I was like, uh... She looks good to me. I don't know what it's like like maybe he has certain taste. It wasn't like an ugly woman. It was like just maybe not he what likes, he likes. He likes blonde too. Yeah, he <laughs> likes blondes. So he ends up killing his wife at one point with a rock. And it's like, oh, he, he wants to remarry. And he does want to get Ranera. And there's this whole scene too where like he takes Ranera like out on the streets and he's like, You want to live a little bit? You want to have a night out? I'll show you.
0: And she's all undercover. She looks like Julian from Big Daddy. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, she's like she's got this beanie on, and she's like looking like a poor person. And they go and like look, look what the peasants do, and like go to like a brothel. And he shows her like what a sex house looks like. And eventually, it's like, oh, are they gonna like do it right then and there? And the spies, of course, are like gonna get back to Queen Allison. And, like, um, I think Renera was out with Damon like at a brothel, and they were maybe hooking up. And then we have this whole scene where he, like David has said to like, look, you can have sex for pleasure. It's not just to have children. Like you know, there's pleasures in this world. Enjoy them. And she's being watched and protected by Sir Kristen Cole, this kind of hunk of a dude in his armor suit. And at one point, she's just like, uh, "I want you to do me," and he's like, uh, "I, I, I'm not supposed to do that. I'm an honor." And she's like, uh, "You're gonna talk that way to the princess." So they end up having sex, and that totally becomes a huge hindrance on Sir Christian Cole because now he thinks that, like, they possibly would have a relationship. And Renera's like, no, that was just, like, a fling. So he's, like, totally affected by this, which is, like, we get that whole party scene, which was in- insane about eventually Renara's married off to Sir Collis's son, who is gay, or at least interested in men. So they come to this agreement. I thought it was actually a very clever scene of like, look, we'll just show people we're married, but you eat where you want to eat. I'll eat where I want to eat. It's like, okay, great. This huge party scene breaks out and clearly it's like, oh, there's the prince's like bow over there. There's his his, his
0: bow and then Rhaenyra's got Kristen Cole and he he can't handle that. And he's like, they get this coming to blows and he just smashes the crap out of this guy's punches the, face. the dude to death which is really crazy the fact that he as an honor guard would still be employed like you just you just killed someone and like so that was kind of interesting for me I'm like
1: well but then we see Al- he did go to try to kill himself for it so I guess there is still some honor in Kristen Cole although we kind of hate him Um he goes and tries to kill himself by the wood and then Allison's like no no uh, what are you doing I still have use for you uh, and that's, that was the thing I think throughout the show was for Allison and Ranera to be like besties, you do see how much they are broken apart because of their ties and their relationships. And a lot of that does play into when they actually have their kids. So Queen Allison with the king, they have three children and then Ranera and her husband but not her husband's you know DNA, if you will. Uh, also have three kids, two two three kids, two boys, right? Two boys, um, and that was a big plot point too. Of like, you find out like clearly they look like the commander over there. They don't look like uh, this the Sir Strong. Um, they don't look like the dude at all because of course he's Sir Quill's son, who is darker skin, the blonde. They are two white looking kids with dark hair.
0: Which I think with I think with I think which was good. One we have. Um, a good inclusive show where we have, you know, because um, we didn't have, you know, having African-American characters, actors, and actresses playing, you know, especially how royalty, where they're not playing maybe soldiers or um, anything you know, like that. So then you really see, okay, they're definitely do like this. So it definitely made it more obvious, like clearly it's not. And it becomes this really big taboo thing throughout the whole series, like, oh, those are the bastard children and everything like that. And it's like everyone says stuff, but of course, King Viserys, who has fallen apart every episode yeah. from that point on. So it's like, I love how as time goes by, he looks worse. Everyone else looks great. Like David David looks, looks
1: better every episode and he looks worse. Which that was kind of a cool point about the they got to do more of an accurate version of the throne than they did when they did the Game of Thrones show. Because the way that George R. R. Martin envisioned the throne is this huge winding staircase of throne with all these swords Um but the throne is literally killing Viserys it's pricking him here and there he's probably getting tetanus didn't have a tetanus shot back then Um he, he's just he's got like probably like uh I feel like at one point his skin's starting to peel off and he's got like wounds everywhere and like the maesters are trying to heal him and so yeah he's continually getting weaker and worse for wear as the show continues these like time jumps but we do have these kids now and you do kind of sell that there's like a rivalry between the the king's kids and his daughter's kids. And also with dragon, I thought that was kind of cool, is you know, we we do see more dragons in the show. We see how dragons are kind of trained a little bit, uh, using that Valerian language to talk to them. But we also have like, oh, this like huge sized dragons, like way even bigger than Drogon was in Game of Thrones and um, our, our two main characters we have to really talk about for the the King's kids are Aegon and Aemond. The other one's not really that much of a concern. And Aemond is like kind of picked on a lot. And doesn't really have a dragon and he eventually goes and finds this huge dragon and kind of like claims it for his own. So that was a big plot point I felt like. But there's a moment where they're all kind of talking to each other And clearly, there's, a again, that rivalry. And they're fighting each other. And, like, throwing rocks. And then at one point, one of Ranera's sons stabs him in the eye accidentally. Like, because they're getting heated. I don't think it was actually on purpose. But, like, it just kind of happened. So, he is blinded in one eye. So, he loses an eye. So, the rest of the show, it actually looks, it's just, it's one of those, like, it just looks so badass. When they get a little older, the guy who plays Aemond. In the age he is now, with his eye patch, he just—he comes off like you're like you're just a villain. You're just—you look like a bad guy. He's got the long blonde hair, the way he walks, who he's kind of walks in. He's got that chin and that nose, and he just like walks off all cool looking, and he's just like. Whereas Aegon, his brother, is total just like party dude. Doesn't want to do anything.
0: Sleep. He's like a rock star, basically. The House of hair Just like his mom's waking him up. He just like
1: passed out. Like what? Naked. It's like. <laughs> Did you did you sleep with the the servant girl? And he's like, What? Like, it didn't matter. She's like like that was a big moment too. I thought very again, I feel like a lot of this show is trying to still what do women go through for different things? And how even the queen had to be like, Well, maybe you let him on and maybe we shouldn't talk about this anymore. And here I'll give you I'll give you the, you know, the poppy drink so that you won't get pregnant, and here's some money for your troubles. Such a thing about royalty paying off things they don't want coming out in the limelight that maybe Aegon got some random servant girl pregnant. It's just like so crazy to me. But yeah, as you mentioned, the king is getting really frail. And we do bring up this moment where he tells Renera, like, there's been this dream passed on since Aegon the first of Aegon's dream that the Targaryens will be needed to take down the threat in the north of winter aka the White Walkers so like that was interesting like they bring up like it's a song of fire and ice like the Targaryens and the dragons are going to be needed to take down the White Walkers and eventually when he's like on his deathbed and he's like really sick and dying he's like probably in a delusional state is like hey god must be king and the queen yes. is like oh you said my son should be king okay great so he's talking about Aegon the first, not his, you know, son, Aegon. So that was a big moment, too. Is like the king dies. And I mean, top notch. Patty Constantine is so good in this show. Give him an Emmy already. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, he, uh, they, they decide that Aegon should be king. And so even though they haven't told Renera, who at this point has now remarried Damon uh, because her husband escaped. And we don't. We think he's dead. That was that was a cool plot point too. I think of like, they think they kill him, but then we see him escape on a ship. So he gets to go live his life, and he's cut (laughs) his dreads off. Yeah, his dreads
0: are gone. It's like no one recognizes me now.
1: No one will see me now. Uh, but uh, yeah, they the big like kind of now Aegon is king, and even though he doesn't really want to be king, and that whole that that was that that was kind of funny sequence of like him trying to hide, like, in the brothels and stuff, and Aemon, again, like, with the hood on. I'm like, dude, you're the only person in the whole town with an eye patch. I think people are going to know it's you. (laughs) Like, you don't need to hide that. Uh, Trying to find his brother and, you know, trying to be like, all right, you got to do this, man. Even though I should be king, I'm the one who rides the biggest dragon. I'm the one who has the most, like, victories in battle, and I'm the one who's trained. He gets to be king. So clearly there's even a rivalry with the brothers, right? But to that that moment was pretty cool where um Raynus like she was like I'm not into this shit at all and she escapes and gets her own dragon and she just boosted out of the ground and was like her dragon was she could have said Dracaros like that and just killed all those people. She chose not to. She she felt on the side of this war is not for me to start, which I thought was kind of a cool line in the finale episode. Um but yeah, the clearly Renera's pierced, and it's like shit. What do we do? What do we do? Uh, uh, they've taken the king spot, and Damon's clearly very upset. I know he's ready for war, and she's like trying to be the cooler head. She's like,
0: okay, my father wanted me, and she. This is a great thing, as you see what you just see the weight of her father's legacy. Like this, is something she never wanted. But she realizes he knew that my goal was to keep the realm intact. So fighting war is not going to help. So she's like, let's just send, let's send Ravens to all our, our, our Bannermen. Everyone was loyal to my father, loyal to me. And, uh, and then she imparts on her sons, like, Hey, this is your responsibility because you are supposed to be my heirs in the next line in the succession. I'll, I'll have you go, you know, instead of just sending a Raven, let's send, let's send Targaryens with dragons. So I think that's a, it's a you know this is kind of a show of force and it's you see that these two sons have always compared to you know Alicent and uh, Viserys's two sons. There's such an interesting dynamic between the two the two sets of brothers and the old oh, cousins. Brother cousin is weird. Um, yeah, they're yeah, but um, buzzins. Yeah, buzz. <laughs> New term. Um, so yeah, and they but I, I just love the whole thing where you know Damon's just like no we're going to go to war and. And I love this scene where he has the dragon and he has these two men are like you know the price of uh, betrayal and it's like so are you going to you know it's like basically you guys are going to be Kentucky fried chicken unless you uh, pledge your loyalty and it was like oof
1: and even that scene was pretty intense when Renner is like no we're not going to do it this way and he he choke grabs her and he's like do you understand like this is how it has to be done very similar to some of his reasons with with his brother when he was alive was he was very honest. Like he was like, Look, it's not that I don't have love for you and respect for you, but you run this kingdom poorly, and I would do a better job of it. So he's like, So get your stuff together. And I feel like he's kind of feeling like he doesn't want Renera to make the same mistake. And it's like, we have they have dragons, but we have more dragons. This is a time to show force. Um and we do have Lord Corless is gonna help with um his whole fleet of the Navy is going to join them, which is exciting. So, like, we're going to have, you know, some legions getting together. But as you mentioned, yes, her two sons are like, we'll be quicker on Dragon. So she's like, all right, you go to Winterfell, because we need to get some, our friends in the north, and then you go to this place. And I'll tell you this sequence of our young son going to this kingdom, and it was just, it was first that shot of, like, it's nighttime, and it's kind of lightning it's like a thunderstorm going out, and you just see, it it honestly did remind me of uh, the the sea serpent, and uh, the world serpent in God of War. You just see, like, a lightning hit, and there's this huge, long neck in the distance, and it's like, okay, our dragon's pretty small compared to this huge beast. But he just sees this dragon, and it's like, oh, maybe it's just a dragon there, you know, no big deal. He comes inside, and it's like, who of all people is there? But his favorite person on the planet, Amond, <laughs> is just like there. Amond, like, the
0: one eye, just looking at him like, "Oh, hello there." So he's
1: gone there first, and he's trying to be like, "Look, uh, my mother still has claim to the throne," and the one king there's uh, the the like the lords there is like. Well, Eamon's telling me that his brother's claiming the throne, so which one's right? Because And also,
0: he's come bearing gifts. You just come in here to remind me of a dead IO, Like, and it's like, but he's just keeping composure, like, okay, it's all right, I'm just the messenger, but, you know, Eamon's Aemon, uh, itching for a fight over there, just like looking very like dastardly with his like little smirk.
1: Well, he said before, even the show, he's like, just give me one eye. An eye for an eye. Just give me an eye, and we're all, we're all good. Yeah uh but yeah uh Luc- luceris is, or luke as his name is is like uh i'm gonna go so he starts to leave and he gets on his dragon and this is where like the money was really on the screen it was like this is visually stunning and then amon is on his dragon chasing him and there was a cool shot too where like you see luke flying and above him you see the shadow of amon's dragon who is six times the size of his dragon. And we get this almost like House of the... Uh, we get like... a. Uh, it kind of reminded me of How to Train Your Dragon. We get this really cool scene where like the big dragon's chasing the small dragon. And really you can tell that Amon is really trying to be more like... He's really more like trying to have fun.
0: Yeah, just messing with him.
1: He's not really like really out to do any damage. He's just like, let me scare him a bit because you know, he blinded me before and I just want to you know, have some fun. And there's this cool chase scene where, like, you know, the dragon keeps chasing them, and they're going, like, through, like, small, like, inlets, and, like, it kind of reminds you of, like, an X-Wing going in, like, you know, the small, like, the big dragon can't go through it. yeah. But then we get this really cool moment where it does remind you they might have the words, they might ride the dragons. The dragons will still do whatever the hell they want because they're dragons. Luke is, like trying to get higher in the sky and they get out of like the, the thunderstorm into like in pure sunlight. And then the huge dragon just comes up and chomps his dragon. And we see like a wing break off. And like, clearly you see Amon is just like, Oh, uh, like he looks a little shaken.
0: Then you go.
1: <laughs> He's like, Oh uh, crap. And then the way the show ended with not even any words. That was where I thought it was so powerful. Not even any words. You see Damon and Renara from the back, clearly being told that their son has been killed. And then Renara just turns around and she gives a stare of death to the screen. Like, I am going to kill them. All all. them. Yeah. And that was how the show ended. And, it really, again, it's like, if this is the War of the Dragons, this is the Dance of the Dragons, as they call it. Um, I think, kind of like we talked about Rings of Power, I feel like a lot of the show was a good setup for what, what really now is the show, of now the Targaryens are really going to be against each other. We have Alicent and her son, who is now the king, and his brother, and, you know, they're going to have kids. And then you have Renera and her husband Damon and their kid and the warring nations of no viserys really did have me be his heir all these people that believe Aegon should be king are traitors to the crown and how of course they're on the opposite side of like they're traitors for not believing so this is where i think it's really going to get juicy is now we're going to have war we're really going to have warring factions a lot more scheming Dragons are gonna or dragons, it's just gonna be crazy. This show, you know, as we mentioned earlier, it was like I'm, I'm hyped, but I'm a little cautious just because of what came before. This show really brought it back to the roots of Game of Thrones. It it does have a lot of dragons, but it doesn't have a lot of dragon action or dragon like there's there's sometimes a dragon just flying, or you see like a dragon wing, but you don't really see like a lot of dragon battles. We're gonna have dragon battles, I think, coming up. But it was a lot about the political scheming, about the the intrigue of like who knows who and who wants what to happen. Some great deaths. I mean, like that one dude uh, that was Lord of Crollis' brother, who's like, those children are bastards, and she is a whore. And Mysterious is like, that will cost your tongue, and then Dama just sliced him. He sliced his head in half, like right yeah. above where his mouth is. He's like, he can keep his tongue. There was some great brutal deaths, some great character works, great actors in this. And I do think it just kind of brought back to like what you really like about Game of Thrones. But it's a little easier to follow because it is all mostly one family or a family that's married to another family. It's not eight different kingdoms of, you know, it, that's where it kind of got hard with Game of Thrones was too many people. Yes, there's a lot of characters in this. It's a little easier to follow. So for me, I'm really hyped for how they're going to go. Again, sadly, we're probably going to get season two till 2024. But for the setup, the season itself, visually stunning, great acting, production value, everything. House of the Dragon sits anywhere between eight and a nine for me for season one.
0: I'm going to go to the same. Um, definitely was a welcome a warm welcome back to the franchise and to this universe of Westeros. Very excited to come back and high anticipation to come back here for a second season. So you can check out all of season one of Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon on HBO Max streaming now. And that was this edition of Potential Picks.
1: Thanks for listening to the Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Potential Podcast or on Twitter